Hi, welcome to another podcast about the case for viewing literacy as a social and cultural practice. Today, Ramat and Nasreen will be doing an interview as primary teachers. We are mounting the case and strongly viewing literacy as a social and cultural practice. Can you share your ideas, Nasreen, about what changes effectively break the issues which are relevant to language and literacy in primary education? Or what are the strategies that support students to be more effective and proficient readers and writers? To begin with, I would like to describe 30 million word gap. The early language experience of infants and toddlers from low-income families is typically vastly different than children from middle and higher income families. When focusing this point, social inclusion programs which are developed by the Foundation for Young Australians at school are helped by positive environmental conditions which supports students with physical, emotional, emotional and cognitive development. Also, school-inclusive programs can assist children who don't feel included because of poverty-related reasons. This prevents the risk of severe lifelong disadvantages. 30 million word gap states that children with low SES will have a weaker vocabulary when compared to children with higher SES, who will become more experienced and have a higher range in vocabulary. If the gap continues to widen, affecting literacy skills into the elementary years for low-income families with smaller vocabularies have lower academic achievement in the elementary grades than their, than their more fortunate peers. However, as the nature of the profession, I must particularly focus on those who traditionally experience disadvantage and marginalisation in the school system, people who migrated to Australia and refugees. I would like to support and create an environment potentially motivating students to avoid interacting with negative mindsets. Also, I involved with schools to ensure that school activities and procedures are sensitive to the circumstances of low-income families. It is every student's right to have free choices of books to read. Affordable students' choices in the classroom is a well-supported, motivated practice. Providing choice of what to read is about twice as effective as developing literacy skills compared to teacher-selected reading. Children are motivated when they connect what they read with what they know and experience. An example of this is that they may read instructions of games, reading video screens. Students are often motivated to use their multi-literacy skills homed in the home context to make connections with content material at school. Also engaging with computers improve, to improve their level and literacy contents. Yeah, Nasreen, you're right. Students must be granted more opportunities to showcase their work and must be trusted to make choices about what they read and write. Nasreen, can you explain as a teacher, what are the ways of our belief system we are following in the school? Please explain to audience. Great question, Rahmat. So if the students are unable to read and write proficiently, it definitely affects their academic performance. They are likely to experience frustration as they struggle to move to the next level. Diverse thinking and multiple perspectives draw primarily from the disciplines of psychology, education, linguistic philosophy, at the current depth of understanding. Reading research is dynamic and evolving and a new and emerging perspective to continue to form, to inform and shape the instructional decisions of the classroom teachers. It is important that children in the early years are well supported 
and working for their success. Parents, carers, teachers, and administrators. Therefore, multiple curriculum that effectively meets the needs of all readers. An example of this can be in a teacher-led inquiry, the teacher asks questions and guides with inquiry and students often surprise the teacher with their level of understanding. Thank you, Nusreen. Can you please discuss the ways to support the diverse cohorts of learners in language and literacy learning in primary settings? Uh, I'm glad you've asked this question, Rahmat, because basically to enhance students' growth and development, teachers use formative assessments, which gives teachers information about students' strengths and weaknesses. And the summative assessment, which are always used to sum up what a student has learned. Teachers use diagnostic assessments to find out about students' prior knowledge before instruction to meet students' needs. These literacy assessments about learning and literacy. So teachers regularly understand that literacy is a process constructed over time and through a variety of artifacts. Students work as literacy is seen as a multi-phase, diverse and complete. As a result, literacy develops meaningful interaction and experience with other texts. Miscue analysis helps teachers see that readers are knowledgeable language users that readers usually make reading and writing errors for a reason and that the readers have a variety of strengths that teachers that teachers can access and build upon as my favorite theorist maslow says teachers must focus on student in language and literacy learning in primary schools teachers who understand this and position them as learners within their classroom community are more likely to contribute to best educational outcomes for children with diverse cultural and social contexts That is my strongest message, that do not focus on the student's background as anything different from any other student really, but just adapt and change as their needs arise. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope all teachers ensure that all their students have a positive mindset through their learning experience and as they grow up, making sure that we endure to recognize and value the diversity cultural knowledge and backgrounds of our students and try to incorporate this into their learning experiences. It will further help us to foster critical thinking and nurture inquiry attitudes with the hope of creating independent thinkers and long, long lifelong learners. This is Ramat and Nesrin signing off from this episode.